A new world is emerging. It is a new world order. To build back better or whatever. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. To be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic one. We've got to get them vaccinated and hopefully they will do it willingly. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack. This is Connect Those Dots. Genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. Hello there, fam, and welcome to another episode right here of this humble little podcast that we call Connect Those Dots. I'm your host, Joe, and what we like to do on this show is do exactly uh, what the show title says. We look at some of the things that are going on in the world, and we ask ourselves why. Why are they going on? Who does it benefit? Who is imposing it? Who are, who, who are the ones talking about it? Who are the ones enacting it? And we like to hear it from the people themselves. We like to hear it from the horse's mouths because uh, I can sit here and tell you what I think is going on and, oh, uh, such and such said something or this, that, and the other thing. But when I play you the clips of the people telling you themselves, I don't need to say anything else. You can discern the rest for yourself. You can connect those dots for yourself. So I just want to put the dots in front of you. That's what I'm really here for. I'm here to I'm here to put the dots in front of you and uh, let you start making those connections. Let you start filling out that constellation of the bigger agenda in front of us all. So uh, already in four episodes of this podcast, we've we've covered a lot of things. You know, we've exposed a lot. We've we've uh, connected a lot of dots, if you will, from people like the puppet politicians and the puppet celebrities to the puppet masters that are pulling those strings. And we've heard those people say a lot, the puppets and the puppet masters. People like Schwab and Gates, they tell you what their true agendas are. They tell, they tell you what you, their uh, true end game goals are. And then you have uh, the people that sort of dictate the marching orders, like those Australian politicians that we covered in the second episode and like those fake celebrities that we covered in the third episode. And these agendas are more bold-faced, more open, more exposed than they've ever been before. And that's why we see it everywhere. And that's why we see it especially targeting the children. Because they don't see your child the same way that you see your child. They look at your child as a potential future foot soldier or brainwashed robot made out of human flesh, okay? (laughs) That's really what it is. They see another obedient little cog in the system, in the machine. But you see your child or you see uh, your niece, you see your nephew, you see 
your grandchild. You see potential. You see possibility. You see something that you want to nourish and nurture and prop up and teach things to and 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 hug and love and make them laugh and you know that's that's how you see a child but the way this uh, globalist agenda sees it they don't respect your child's innocence the same way that you do they don't hold it sacred that a child is a is a blank slate okay the child is a blank canvas they don't hold that with any sort of delicacy what they want to do is they want to take that canvas and rip it apart and tarnish it. That's what all of this craziness is about with the children. And that's what we're really going to focus on today in, in this episode. Because I really do th- think that this is the most important thing that we're going through. And th- this is what can galvanize and influence people to wake up because this is something to fight for. You know, the children's minds and their culture and their future is something that is worth speaking out for. It's something that is worth making your voice heard for. It's something that is that is worth saying no to authority for. But the children are being targeted every which way. It's admitted. They admit that we are coming after your children. We are targeting your children. We are going to indoctrinate them. Your children are not your own. They belong to us. <laughs> That's what they talk about. That's their ultimate sort of dystopian dream is to have no families. That's why they attack the family structure. That's why they attack even words like mom and dad and sister and brother. That's why they attack gender. That's why they target younger and younger now in the school system and in things like cartoons or like sort of little 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 seminar videos that or 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 even the books that they have in the library to introduce the the children like younger and younger now to sexually explicit ideas and content and things that they should not be exposed to at such a young age because they want to change that purity of a child and they want to change the culture of holding a child's purity sacred. That's why they target the children with these with with explicit content and they package it as being accepting or you know being conscious of other people's lifestyles. Children don't need to know about where you choose to put your private parts, okay? Children don't need to know about that. But that's one of the main things that they continuously now more than ever shove down the kids throats is is sexual activity and the concept of sex like why would you even want them knowing about that why would you want to expose it because there's something going on here okay there's an indoctrination going on here there is a mind washing there is a disregard for anything sacred And they want to make that the new culture. They want to make that the quote-unquote new normal. Remember a few months back when the San Francisco men's choir came out with that We're Coming For Your Children song? Well, I remember it, and it's really hard to find on the internet. I'm telling you, I looked up and down for it 
on DuckDuckGo, everything. All you see is uh, little like reaction videos to it. And in those reactions, like Ben Shapiro and, you know, other Daily Wire, Wire people reacting to it. But they don't react to the full thing. Right now, I'm going to play you a lot more than what you can actually find of it. Because they deleted it off of the Men's Choir YouTube page where they posted it. There was such an outrage for it that they had to delete it. But the internet is forever. You post that stuff, people can clip it out, save it like I did. So forgive me right now, I'm going to have to subject you to this. I mean, I wouldn't even call it a song. I mean, it's, it's not even, it's not even, it's barely even musical at all. And it's a blatant declaration that we're coming for your children and you can't stop it. Here it is. You think we're sinful? You fight against our rights. You say we all lead lives you can't respect. But you're just frightened. You think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked. Hmm, our agenda. I thought there was no such thing as an agenda. I thought there was no such thing as a conspiracy. Because that's what an agenda is, right? It's a bunch of people conspiring to get a certain goal achieved. But okay. Tell me more about your agenda. Funny, just this once, you're correct. We'll convert your children. Happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. (laughs) Well, so much for being subtle. You're kind of just declaring it now, aren't you? We'll barely notice it. No, like, it's starting to be noticed. The statistics are showing it. The younger generations are more LGBTQIA22IS plus or how many other syllables that they're putting into it, okay? <laughs> there's, the, there's a new gender basically every week. And again, I don't have any problem with the way this man or any other person chooses to live their life. But when you have an agenda to influence others into how to live a certain life, especially young, impressionable, developing minds that don't know how to really make coherent decisions for themselves and want to give them that authority to to do things on their own without consent from the people that are their guardian. It's the word guardian for a reason. You're guarding them. Are you their guardian, Mr. San Francisco Choir Man? No, you're not. Just like you worried change their group of friends you won't approve of where they go at night to protest but when you'll be disgusted when they start finding things online that you've kept far from their sight when they start finding things online so so you're encouraging a child to be traumatized by watching an uh explicit hardcore well, so, so they can find hardcore porno online? I don't understand. Like, is that the message here? Like, where you want to encourage young children to find hardcore porno online? How is that just? They all, I love how they preach justice and fairness and acceptance in these songs. But how is that justice, how is that fair to expose young developing minds to content that they cannot and just should not be exposed to? They're not ready to make those developmental decisions. They're not ready to comprehend such ideas. How is that just? How is that fair? How is that accepting? You're not accepting the child for what they are, which is 
an innocent blank canvas that needs to be protected, not exploited. We'll convert your children. Someone's gotta teach them not to hate. Someone's got to teach them not to hate. Dude, you sound pretty hateful, you sound pretty aggressive, and you sound pretty unaccepting of actual just 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 western family values with a husband and a wife and you sound pretty aggressive and straight. You want to convert people? So you you want to switch people? You're the one that sounds pretty hateful here. I don't care what you do with your life. Okay? Stick your pee-pee wherever you want to. Leave the children out of it. We'll care about fairness and justice for others. I, 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 I haven't seen any caring or any regard for the justice and the fairness for the children that you're openly saying that you want to convert. That's the thing. Like... Where is the self-awareness anymore with this type of stuff? Or it's just they're trolling and they want to trigger people, which they've obviously succeeded. Do I need to play the rest of it? Do I need to suggest? <sighs> there it is right there, you know? The, the gay agenda is coming for your children and going to convert them and make them fair. And if you say where it's bad, that's the thing there. That's the little asterisk that they put on it. If they tell you that you're bad because you don't think it's okay that you, they convert your children and, and warp your children's minds... They just say that you're intolerant. So it makes no sense. Introducing children to sexually explicit material and sexual lifestyles and just sex in general, if you think that's bad, that means you're intolerant. That's the logic that they're going with here. It's no logic at all, quite frankly. But it's, it's, a, real, it's a real agenda. They say it blatantly. Okay, if you don't believe me, if you think that video, like, okay, it's silly, they're just trolling, you know, they, 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 they pulled it down, or whatever you may think of that video, okay, I'll show you another example. Have you ever heard of drag queen story time? Well, I hope you have. It's when they get men dressing like quote-unquote women. I don't know what kind of women dress like these so-called drag queens. I don't see women that look like that, okay? It's, it's more of like a parody of women. So they get men with beards and tattoos and muscles and all sorts of stuff, fully grown men to dress up like a parody of a woman and go to the kindergarten or the elementary school and sit there and have the little kids sit on their lap and, and, and read them stories and, and then teach them things about 
again, acceptance and opening up your heart and, oh, maybe, maybe you want to be a drag queen. Maybe you want to live this type of life. And more often than not, the so-called drag queens that go and participate in this drag queen story hour or whatever it's called, more often than not, they're convicted pedophiles. I'm not sitting here saying that every drag queen is a pedophile, but this is proven that the drag queens that have participated in some of these drag queen story times, yes, are convicted pedophiles. And I'm going to play you the video. It, you know, it doesn't have the visual component to it, so you're you're missing a, on a lot of how these drag queens look. They look abominable, man. They look f- they look frightening. It is frightening. Some of them they, they dress up. They put they put bloody uh, type horns that look like antlers on their heads and they just look very dumb it looks like a Marilyn Manson type scene and it's just it's just it's just frightening for kids and to have the kids sit on their laps it's so obvious this is this is like this is worse than the metaphor a wolf in sheep's clothing and then they say you're you're bad if you don't want it to happen or if you don't agree with it that's like that's like the farmer literally like a wolf that's imagine a wolf in sheep's clothing, imagine a wolf literally dressed up like like a sheep, okay? And then the farmer is like, that's that's literally a wolf. I'm not going to keep it in my farm with my sheep. And then somebody, the, 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 the farmer's partner says, what are you talking about? That's a sheep, man. That's a sheep. If you don't think that, if you don't think that wolf identifying as a sheep isn't a sheep, then you're a bigot, bro. You just don't accept that wolf's identification as a, as a sheep, man. You should, you should, you should get out of the sheep herding business because you're so uh, unaccepting. We, we got to convert you into thinking that wolves are sheep if they, if they identify as a sheep. That's, it's the same thing here. It's, it's just nonsense, but don't take my word for it. Again, never take my word for it. Take their word for it. Heights Public Library today debuting a new children's story hour called Drag Queen Storytime. My name is Blackberry. I'm a bearded drag queen. That means I'm a lady with lots of facial hair. Stephanie Whitfield sat in on the program designed to promote acceptance. I'm actually going to be one of the drag queens reading for Drag Queen Storytime. Drag Queen Storytime. And we witnessed parents taking their children as young as two inside to take part. Are you nervous? Yes. Do you want to touch my hair? No. And for the children and the people that support it are going to realize that this is going to be the grooming of the next generation. That's the whole goal is to make kids that aren't used to seeing something like me more comfortable to seeing it. See, again, they admit it. You know, they say the words. They say converting, grooming. So it's not me accusing anybody of anything. They're the ones that are telling you. Let's see what else they're saying. You could be a drag queen superhero. And shake your butt. Shake him, shake him, shake him, shake him, shake him. <laughs> so there they are. They're sitting with the, the kids and, and showing them how to twerk and encouraging them how to shake their butts. Like, what is that, man? Right in front of the mothers. Right in this library of this elementary school. Like, And this happens all over the country. Happens in the UK, too. This is all approved. It's real. And when you look at the children there, they, they look they look shook. They look rattled to the core. They don't know what the hell they're looking at. They're completely stupefied. This is traumatizing, man. This is traumatization. And, and you, you can look up on Google right now. You can go look it up for yourself what some of these drag queens, so-called drag queens, are dressed as. 
most of them look like Halloween creepazoid demon creatures with like devil horns and bloody antlers. I'm, I'm telling you, look it up for yourself. No one's there to push an agenda on anyone. No one's there to um, persuade people or to recruit people. Who wants to be a drag queen when they grow up? You could be a drag queen superhero. Are you nervous? Yes. <laughs> they were all accepting. They all were happy about it and excited and giving me hugs and everything. Most people seem to walk away having a good time. Yeah, start them young, right? Yeah, start them young, right? Mm -hmm. even, even the goofy news anchors like, yeah, start them young, right? <laughs> right out of the womb, show them gay sex and transvestites. Right out of the womb, get them young. Breaking news, we have just confirmed that a registered child sex offender has been reading to children at a Houston public library as part of its Drag Queen Story Hour. A media spokesperson for the library confirmed one of those drag queens, Tatiana Malanina, is really Alberto Garza, a child sex offender. In 2008, he was convicted of assaulting an eight-year-old boy. And then boom, right there. Pedophile makes his way in. Wolf, dressed up like a sheep, makes its way into the sheep area, okay? And it's obvious. And that's not the only wolf that's made it into the sheep area. Look it up for yourself. Just type in... Drag queen story time, convicted pedophile, and you will see endless, endless stories of convicted pedophiles going to these, participating in these drag queen story times, going to these elementary schools, going to these kindergartens, and just enacting their wolfish, predatory desires, putting on the clothing of a sheep and just licking their chops to get some delicious sheep meat. But that's only part of it. You know, the, the perverted introduce your children to sex part is only just like one facet of this trans agenda. You know, and I don't want to dive into this too much because I want to uh, get into the other aspects of how they're attacking your children's minds. The whole trans agenda and why they show it to children and why they want to ingrain in the minds of children who then become adults, the fact that, oh, I can be whatever gender I want. If I want to be a girl today, if I want to be a boy tomorrow, if I want to be an octopus in July and then an elephant in September, I can do whatever I want. So you're blurring the lines of what it means to be a human being, okay? Stick with me here. What did we talk about in the last episode? We talked about something called transhumanism. And think about transgenderism and transhumanism as two steps on the same staircase. The blurring the lines of gender and what it means to have a gender is only the first step into blurring the lines of what it means to actually be a human being. And connect that dot to the transhumanism idea that I introduced to you in the last episode and understand that the ultimate goal of these people is transhumanism and that they push the trans woke ideology as a means to an end to reach their ultimate goal of transhumanism. And that's a dot I connected a while ago. And I just heard 
a really mainstream guy named Charlie Kirk. You probably know about Charlie Kirk. He's from Turning Point USA. He's one of the biggest uh, voices for you know American freedom and Western values that there is right now. And this is exactly what he said. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe Charlie Kirk is swimming in these waters now. He's talking about transhumanism. And he puts it very eloquently. So I'm just going to play that clip right here. This is to go a level deeper, but you guys are smart. You'll get it. The transgender movement actually matters even more than biomedical fascism. And they actually are together because the transgender movement is an introductory phase to get you to strip yourself of your humanity to mesh with machines. It's called transhumanism. They want you to say, okay, well, I can choose any gender. Why can't I just have like an exoskeleton of some sort of machine around me? This is what meta is about, the metaverse, kids staring at screens all day long. This is documented, this is proven, this is where Silicon Valley is going. This is why they're so insistent on this transgender thing, because if you stop being a man, then maybe you can stop being a human being. Maybe you can kind of just plug into some sort of machine. This is where their control, their profit motive is coming down the stream. There's a ton of literature about this. I'm, by, I'm far from the first person to comment on it, but I'm just kind of connecting the dots for all of you. Like, what is the agenda here? Well, the agenda is kind of like Ready Player One meets Inception, where you kind of just hook up to a machine all day long and you're controlled by five companies that control your thoughts and your feelings. And the real world actually ends up being the not real world, where everyone just kind of wears goggles all day long. That's the deeper significance of the transgender movement that no one wants to talk about. And he really just encapsulates it all right there. He he encapsulates it with the, the COVID biomedical tracking as well. So before this podcast, did you ever think you'd connect the, the dot between the biomedical uh, tracking systems and transgenderism? But now you realize that it all ultimately will lead to transhumanism. But we can always touch on transhumanism later. Because the only way they can really get to that goal is by getting to your children first. So let's talk about some of the other ways that they are mind-controlling or mind-influencing or attempting to manipulate the consciousness and the behaviors of your children. And that is, of course, with everybody's favorite topic, the Spooky 19, the crown virus because uh, Corona actually means crown in Latin. little fun fact for you if you didn't know that. The crown virus and how they're using it to further indoctrinate and steal the essence and steal the souls and steal the innocence and the wonder and the faces of your children. I swear, man, this this type of topic, this may, this gets me emotional every time. Seeing the kids walking around, like little children that couldn't be more than four years old, walking around wearing masks and looking scared and, and, and thinking that there's a virus out there and having all their adult superiors, people that they respect and listen to, tell them that there's a virus out there that's going to hurt them and kill them and that they need to cover their face and restrict their breathing. And that's the only thing that's going to save them until they get the big pharmaceutical injection inside of them and get more injections. I couldn't imagine growing up like that. And it just breaks my heart that there are children out there that are so young and impressionable and they live in such a world of of monumental deception 
and that they are so targeted out here. But it's our job to know about these things and know how and why they're being targeted so that we can protect them, so that we can shield them from this world around them that they have no say in. They're just subjugated to it. But we have a say in it. You have a say. You, me, people with a voice. You have a say in it. And you can help dig them out. Help dig the children out of this pit that these globalists are trying to dig them into. So that they have no prosperity and have no upward mobility and have no critical thinking ability and are complete slave to the big pharmaceutical injections and other drugs. This is going to, they want to make young people perpetually afraid of viruses and worship the government and medical complex as God. And with this COVID tyranny and forcing children to wear masks and inhibiting their breathing and inhibiting their social facial expressions and social interactions. This is a behavioral psychology cult programming tactic. You can look up covering your face in cult in cults. You can look up uh, slavery throughout human history, covering the face and restricting the breathing is a common practice in slave tactics. You can Google it yourself. Google slaves, masks, face coverings, and you'll see it throughout human history. It's a tactic to dehumanize a person and to do it to a child while they're trying to develop their identity and develop their own consciousness and develop who they are as a person. They're being dehumanized and being snuffed out in the earliest moments of their developmental process. And I think we all get this concept, right? That's why we're seeing so many parents go to the school board meetings. That's why we're finally seeing them lift these so-called mask mandates off of the children in the public schools because people are getting that this is unacceptable. But don't worry. Don't get too used to this. They want to put those masks back on your kids. Trust me. They're just waiting for the right moment. So don't think that, oh, yay, they they took the mask off my... You better keep those masks off of your kids because it's ultimately your decision. You are the guardian. It's your decision whether you want to put a mask on your kid or not or inject them with 20 booster shots. You have to prove that you are the guardian of the child and you're going to protect them, not big, creepy, corporate... Globalist, World Economic Forum, government, bureaucrat, agenda, freak shows. You are the guardian. So you have to prove it to these freak shows. You have to prove it to these control freak globalist people like Klaus Schwab and you know, all these people. You have to prove that you own, that you are the one that protects your children. Or else the wolves wearing the clothing of sheep will make their way in. One of these wolves in sheep's clothing is a person named Dr. Lena Wynn. And if you don't know who Dr. Lena Wynn is, she's like one of the head muckety mucks that goes on CNN and uh, tells you how to live your life. 
she said all sorts of crazy stuff. She said something like, your freedoms have to be the carrot that we dangle in front of the people so that they get the vaccine. Like, that's the type of, that's the type of words that these people, that's the type of language that these people use. We have to hold your freedoms like a carrot so you go get the vaccine and you obey our orders. But Dr. Lena Wen has been one of the people that have been harping about children, especially wearing masks and getting vaccines. And now she pulls it back and repeals all the things. Like, like, like she never said it. Like she never even said, I want your kids to wear masks constantly. Now she's saying, kids wearing masks makes no sense. Like she never even said it. This is how stupid they think you are. This is how, this is how much they think you just have amnesia and don't remember anything that they say. But we, we, we are remembering. We don't forget. It's all recorded. It's all out there. So I'm going to show you Dr. Lena Wen, one of the biggest wolves in sheep's clothing, wearing very uh, convincing clothing of a sheep. Here she is flip-flopping on her masks, going on CNN day after day after day after day. This is the type of people that they shove down the throats of the hypnotized people that just sit there and watch fake news all day. Yeah, at this point, there absolutely should be that mandate because we know that if all of us wear masks, we reduce the chance of transmitting or acquiring COVID-19 by five times. There is a real danger when we politicize science. That public trust is broken when we are politicizing science instead of following scientific process. My kids are not eligible to be vaccinated. It's not that I don't want them to be vaccinated. It's that they can't be and I do really worry. I mean, I have an almost four-year-old and a one-year-old. I cannot wait until they're eligible to receive the vaccine. I think until then, mask wearing for kids, especially if we are living in high transmission areas, is still going to be important. And what we really need to do at this point is to make vaccination the easy choice. It needs to be hard for people to remain unvaccinated. I mean, we wouldn't imagine bringing together 20, 30 unvaccinated adults, putting them in a single room together the entire day and have them not wear masks. Why would we say that that's okay for our children? Travel and having the right to travel in our state, it's not a constitutional right as far as, I'm, as, far as I know to, um, to, to, uh, to board a plane. And so saying that if you want to stay unvaccinated, that's your choice. But if you want to travel, you better go get that vaccine. I agree that masks are a very powerful layer of protection, but it's one layer. And if we have so many other layers that are present, masking maybe one that could go away but we are nowhere near that yet and i think what we really need to do is get the vaccines authorized for children as soon as that's possible there is no evidence whatsoever for any other vaccine causing long-term consequences we really should be a lot more worried about the virus and the short term as well as long-term consequences on our children as opposed to the vaccine make sure that you're wearing a um, a mask even though it's outdoors if there are lots of people packed around you wearing a three-ply surgical mask don't wear a cloth mask. Cloth masks are little more than facial decorations. There actually is a harm that we should be discussing of children continuing to mask. We should also be intellectually honest and say that masking has had a cost, especially for the youngest learners. So the risk benefit calculation has really changed. I'm the mom of two little kids under five. I can't wait until they are vaccinated. 
but I would wait until we find that the vaccines are safe and effective. And I'm not sure that we can say that at the moment because we just don't have the data. But I also think that other parents would want to wait until we know that three doses will produce the intended effect. I'm not saying, I don't think anyone really is saying that no one should ever wear masks, but rather that the responsibility should shift from a government mandate imposed from the state or the local district of the school. Rather, it should shift to an individual responsibility by the family. It's just so patronizing that she can sit there with all this authority and think that you're so dumb that she can just flip-flop whatever she says at a moment's notice. But you know what, Dr. Wen? You know what, Dr. Lena Wen? Ex-president of Planned Parenthood that was started by Margaret Sanger, the creepy person that I talked to you in the last podcast that loved eugenics and then said that certain groups of people, demographics of people are human weeds and they need to be plucked out of society. Yeah, that Margaret Sanger, that Planned Parenthood. Yeah, Dr. Lena Wen, who's t sitting there telling your kids to wear masks and take vaccines. Yeah, she was the president of Planned Parenthood. Yeah, look into her. But you know what, Dr. Wen? We're not as stupid as you think we are. The kids are not as malleable and as easily to prey upon. They're not as soft and sheepish as you think they are. Here's what the kids in the schools actually think of your mask mandates. I hate masks. I hate social distancing. I hate distant learning. I hate constantly being told what to do. I hate teachers say when this is the new normal. And I hate being treated like a little germ no one can touch. The school's trying to take away my right to tell people what I think and feel, and I cannot say anything but what their point of view is. They have taken our freedoms. I can't even pick out where I play at recess, and now they pick out who I play with, and these ridiculous zone things make no sense. When I simply ask why, they say, oh, just for safety reasons. They blame everything in the name of safety. I miss seeing people's face. I miss the way things used to be. I'm scared they'll never go back to normal. Breathing freely doesn't seem like something we should have to ask any other people for permission for. Barely anybody likes masks in schools. Their children are suffocating. You don't know what it feels like, and just, it's not in a sense. Wearing a mask makes it difficult to breathe during school, and I miss important things that my teacher says. I just want to say I think it's really sad how kids in the classroom don't even know what their teachers look like. Can you imagine going through an entire school year not even knowing what your teachers and classmates look like? Have you ever tried breathing through a straw? Try it, and you'll see what it feels like for me, breathing with asthma. Can you imagine adding a mask on top of that, the straw and what that would feel like? I have, and I pass out from lack of oxygen. So that's the thing, man. They're trying to indoctrinate these kids. They're trying to make it, they're trying to make the, the kids accept the new way of life and make kids accept constantly being afraid of viruses Constantly just being petrified that they're gonna that they're gonna die and they need to obey. The kids aren't taking it anymore, man. They're not buying what you're selling. And shame on these public schools for doing this to them. They, honestly, the, the legal, lawful retribution needs to take place to these corporations, these education establishments for enforcing all of this tyranny upon the students. Because kids of all ages hate this whole mask thing. Doesn't matter if they're in high school, middle school, grammar school, 
elementary school, kindergarten, pre-K, it doesn't matter. All the kids hate the mask. Here's a few clips from uh, some kindergarten classes. In the first clip, it's a, a kindergarten teacher basically trying to indoctrinate these four-year-old, five-year-old kindergarten students into loving the mask and worshiping the mask and thinking that it's the only way to stay safe from this deadly virus. So like, oh my God, that's just traumatizing mental programming at such a young, vulnerable age. And you can see the children just sitting there completely unenthusiastic, completely just not feeling it, don't want to wear the mask, just, just looking basically creeped out, you know? And then I'm going to play you a clip from a few weeks ago where they actually lifted the mask mandates, and uh, you're going to hear a very different reaction from the children. Two, three. I wear a mask to school. I wear a mask to school. Hi, ho, the Dario. I wear a mask to school. It helps to keep me safe. It helps to keep me safe. Hi ho the Dario, it helps to keep me safe. It keeps my friends safe. It keeps my friends safe. Hi ho the Dario, it keeps my friends safe. And let me see a hooray! Put your hands up in the air! A few moments later. Just listen to the joy. Just listen to the relief. Listen to how happy they are that they know they don't have to be tortured anymore. I mean, I've seen kids get excited over things, you know, like candy or ice cream or cake or bouncy castles or Santa Claus or something like that or ball pits, but I've never heard or seen kids so relieved. And it's just, it's just heartbreaking that they have such a reaction like this when you tell them, hey, you don't have to cover your face anymore. You, you can finally show your face. You can finally breathe uninhibited. You can finally see the faces of your fellow classmates. You can finally see the face of your teacher. You can read lips now, have conversations with people because statistically, children wearing the mask, it was declining their academic efficiency. And obviously it would. Not being able to breathe not being able to see the faces of anybody around you, not being able to see your instructor's face or inflections or expressions, getting distracted, fiddling with the mask constantly, being completely reduced to this, this just expressionless, faceless square with eyes and legs and, 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 and arms, you know? It's just being reduced to a, a, a basic stick figure meme drawing. It's, it's really... When you dig deeper, when you think about it from this perspective, it's hard not to really connect the dots here. And it's sad, man. It's sad. Because I know the parents that put the mask on their kids, you know, usually they're just sort of going along to get along and they don't really know the true ramifications of what's happening here. But you really have to shift your perspective and look at it from a psychological, philosophical, and deeper level here.
Not just the talking head on TV telling you, stop the spread, mask your children. Stop the spread, mask your children. And it's now proven, it's now out there that the reason that they're making you wear the mask in the first place has all been dispelled. It doesn't, it's not true. The CDC themselves, the almighty God CDC that tells you everything, how to live your life. They told you the mask don't work. But at least now we are finally sort of getting over the hump of this mask thing. I mean, some people are just going to wear the mask forever now, you know, but those people are just hopeless and lost and we pray for them. But at least we're finally getting somewhere with this mask thing and freedom of choice a little bit here. But we can't think it's over because, trust me, their targeting of your children is not going to stop. This Great Reset is bigger than just masks. You know? This Great Reset is, is, is a multifaceted thing. And if they, can get, if they can find a way to get masks back on your kids... They'll find a way. So we touched on the trans agenda and how it's targeted towards your kids. We touched on the pharmaceutical, medical agenda and how they're targeting your children with it. One more facet, one more uh, attack, one more avenue that the global world order uses to further indoctrinate your children Another facet of this pincer attack, because if, if they don't get them with one way, they can get them with a different way. They attack your kids. They've really brought it back in full force now, is race, politics, and race, just blatant racism, basically. And they're injecting this into the children, compromising these future adults at a developmental age and programming them to only judge people on race. And constantly think about race. When I was growing up, man, in the late 90s and the early 2000s, we didn't think about race, man. We didn't talk about race. We didn't care what race you were. We hung out with everybody. We joked around with everybody. This, this veneer, this veil of race didn't, wasn't perforating into everything like it is today, you know? This idea of, of, of everybody's race... It just wasn't around and nobody cared. And that is what really Dr. King and civil rights activism was really about. It was about everybody co-mingling together and not caring about one's race. But the way the global world order further seeks to divide us is by getting us now to constantly always think about race. And they want to make sure that the children are always thinking about race. When children don't think about race, they don't see race. Just like they don't know about sexuality and don't think about sexuality. Just like they shouldn't be programmed and traumatized and to live in fear of a virus. But I digress. Here is Disney, the new Disney Plus cartoon that they have um, for your kids. And we're going to break it down. It's going to be a little insufferable to hear because it's like that cartoon singing, but just understand that this is the content that they are creating for your kids while they want to lock you down and give you no alternatives but to sit in your house and watch streaming services all the time. This is what they're putting on those streaming services that they're forcing you into. Bye, Mom. Hey, Gabrielle. I didn't know that was your mom. 
Your skin is so much darker than hers. Hold it! Did that comment make you feel uncomfortable? That's a microaggression. What's a microaggression? A microaggression is when someone says or does something that makes you feel bad. Sometimes just because of your race. But you know what? He's wrong! You should be proud of your skin. It's what makes you, you. So what happens here is... A little child depiction of, 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 a, of a black child comes out of the car and goes to school and they get stopped by a little cartoon depiction of a white child. And then the white child says, oh my God, I didn't know your mommy had such darker skin than you. So what they do here is they depict the white archetype as this completely ignorant, thoughtless fool who is constantly thinking about race. And it's like a little depiction of like a white child at school and the first thing it says to its black peer is wow your mommy has such has so much darker skin than you it's it, it runs like this throughout the piece so then it goes into like this little song number about how black people are victimized and they should love their skin and white people are ignorant and how dare they ever think about skin? But nobody, nobody's thinking about your skin. It's unbelievable. This is what they're showing the children. Remember that. Mm, I gotta feel your hair. It's such an unusual texture. Okay, so right there, what you just heard in, in the next segment, it shows a, a little, a little. I guess it's a little black girl cartoon archetype playing in the sandbox, and then a full-grown white adult lady archetype cartoon walks up to her and just starts rubbing her hair and says, wow, your hair has such an unusual texture. Again, just depicting white people as these just completely <laughs> airheaded fools that are constantly obsessed with race and talking about people's no one's like that who who is like that the these leftist writers and cartoon uh writers that work at disney they're the ones that are conjuring up all these racist ideas and putting them into the cartoon nobody talks like that nobody operates like that nobody gets in people's personal space hey, like that hey, I mean, and then like, and then again in the third segment, I'm not going to play you any more of it. You just heard the the, the final part of it. They're, they're playing on the soccer field. The white cartoon goes to the black cartoon again. Again, completely ignorant, dumb white depiction of a, of a, of a, of a white child. Why do you talk like that? You don't talk like the other black kids. It's, it's just, it's, and you know who, black people don't even write these cartoons. It's all like weird creepy white people that write this it's all like weird self-hating whiteness and it's all fake it's all conjured by them in their racist minds they don't realize that they're the racists they don't realize that they're the ones patronizing black people saying that they're victims and that they're so hopeless and that, that oh my god how dare a white person talk to you in any sort of sort of way you're a victim like black people don't need to be victimized constantly 
You're the one that's a racist. You're the one that's patronizing people. You're the one that doesn't believe in what the potential of a human being can do. That's why you say everybody's a victim and needs preferential treatment. It's just so ironic that this woke culture thinks it's so anti-racist and tries to be so anti-racist that they've, they, they've done a full uh, 360 and come all the way around <laughs> and have become the most racist people on the planet. And they're the ones that are targeting your children. And they're the ones that are writing the Disney cartoons. And the Nickelodeon cartoons, too. Like Blue's Clues with the, uh, the, 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 trans, the trans parade with the, on, on Blue's Clues that like went viral a few months ago. So we could just sit here for hours, for hours, and I can play you clip after clip after clip of sexualization of children, of racist indoctrination of children, of big pharmaceutical, medical fear tactics targeted at your children, uh, guilt shaming against your children, making them feel guilty for having white skin, making them feel guilty if, if they, if they want to hug a grandma and they're not vaccinated. This is all psychological behavioral programming, and it's, it is streamlined, laser-focused beam of psychological programming targeted at the brains of the children. And we all have to be aware of this. We all have to wake up to it. We all have to identify it. We all have to call it out for what it is, and we all have to disconnect from it. That's the only way it's going to go away. You can't reason with it. You have to get away from it and wholesale deny it, all of it, because you have to remember where it stems from. You're not going to sit here and reason with the hundreds of year old eugenics cults that run these programs. You're not going to sit here and reason with Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum Great Reset Agenda. You're not going to sit here and uh, reason with the transhumanist revolution freight train that disguises itself in all these other agendas. We all have to understand that it can't be reasoned with. And it needs to be called out for what it is. And it needs to be completely rejected and refuted. And the information and the facts of the matter need to be talked about in the mainstream. Names like Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, they should be household names at this point because they're steering everything in your life. And they're targeting your children because they know that to shape the children is to shape the future. So if, you don't, if we don't guard the children and protect them and deny all this evil from their lives, then the goals of these control freak, crazy, globalist, one world government, new world order freaks, it's going to be achieved. It's all really in the hands of us nurturing the children and making sure that this information gets out to break through the censorship. Because if you don't have the information, then you're just walking around blind, and then it becomes the blind leading the blind. That's what we're living in now. We're living in a, in a world where the blind is leading the blind, and the people that can actually see are disavowed, demonized, denounced, called crazy, called conspiracy theorists. Well, you know what? They called Jesus Christ a conspiracy theorist as well. 
So if you have this inquisition, if you have this critical thinking, if you have the sight, if you have the discernment, you're in some good company. Spread it to others. Let people know about this information. Or else, the children really are doomed. This is, I, I'm sounding a little hyperbolic right now, but I'm, I'm really not being hyperbolic. This is really the cut and dry cause and effect outcome that is going to occur if if something isn't done to derail this fourth industrial revolution, new world order, globalist, great reset freight train that's barreling through us right now. So that's a show. And before I sign off here, I just want to play uh, one more clip right now. It's not going to be a scary, gross clip of Klaus Schwab saying weird stuff. It's going to be the opposite. I just want to use this clip as an example of what they're trying to corrupt and the innocence that they're trying to rob from these children. This is just a clip of my niece just saying baby gibberish when she was not even two years old. And it's just the cutest, most pure, most innocent, heartwarming thing. And I want you to remember this. I want you to hear that tender little voice. And I want you to realize that they have no respect or no regard or no sympathy at all for the innocence of a child. Understand that. Know that when you're listening to this clip right now. So that's just something to consider right there. In the future, when I play you those scary clips of Klaus Schwab talking about, we are going to put chips in your body. We own your body. The fourth industrial revolution changes what it means to be human. Remember that cute little gibberish jingle bell song of my niece. When you hear Bill Gates say, oh, we want to reduce the population and we're going to put a vaccine in you. Remember the innocence and the purity of the children that they are targeting. And with that, I say, God bless, peace out, And for the love of the children, for the love of the future, for the love of God, I really hope you connected those dots.